0: Hey there you, it's Michelle Spivert, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Now, come on in because we're going to be talking about, it's really about that time where... We want to be able to have the things, you know, we've we've been beat up for the last year or so. So we're going to be talking about how to create your new life vision. Now, the reason why you want to stick with me is because I'm going to be giving you three top things that you possibly haven't considered before that is going to help you increase the probability of success. Oh, yes. We're going to be talking about ways to do things like even defy time. So stick with me and I'll see you on the flip. I am so excited about this one. Come on in, y'all. It's a good wisdom snack today. Yay! Let me ask you a question. Have you been happy with your life? Is it going the way you want it to? Or does it feel stagnant or stale? Or it can use a little something. If that is a question that you can nod your head to, then stick with me. And even if it isn't, listen along. You might, you know, be able to get a little wisdom smack here and there for somebody that might come to you in need. All right, so, as uh, the A part talked about, we're gonna be talking about how to create your new life vision. And I wanted to start here because when I was doing um the whole wisdom smacking of what I feel wisdom is leading us to right now, I was like three, four, five steps ahead, and I had to back it up. You know, you can't just jump into things and run and expect them to work. That's one of the things that I at least I'm learning. And so because of that, I wanted to back it all the way back down and not make assumptions that we know uh, what we need to do to set ourselves up for success of changing the trajectory of our life. And so one of the things about changing our trajectory, why am I stumbling over that word today? Okay, (laughs) trajectory is to change our vision. Now, in a previous podcast, I talked about the difference between sight and vision. And what vision is, is vision is that internal mechanism that we use for aspirational uh, goals uh, that we want to achieve in the future. We look at far ahead, if you will, to be able to say, I want to be here at this time. And so we're going to be talking about how to create this new vision with hopefully greater amounts of success to be able to achieve it, all right? So if you're with me, let's get into it. So the first thing I wanna talk about is, I wanna talk about the three pillars that we're going to use in order to achieve this. So the three pillars are going to be, we're going to evaluate and work on our mental processing. We're going to speed up time and we're going to get clarity. Let me say that one more time, you guys. So in order to create a new life vision that has a greater success than the ones you've had in the past, we're going to work on our mental processing, work on speeding up time and work on getting clarity. All right. If that's okay, let's go on and move on. All right. So we're going to take these one by one. We'll start with mental processes. So the first thing is, is I was amazed, if you will, at uh, being able to just spend some quiet time and reflect, meditate and all these different things. And in a previous podcast, uh, I I believe probably if you're listening to these in order, it was the one right before this. I went back and uh, pulled out the old notes of uh, a philosopher by the name of Hegel. And how Hegel had this uh, triad of different consciences. consciences. And he talked about the the lowest one as opposed to the one we're in most of the time and then the highest one. And what I started to realize in all this uh, newness of flux that I found myself in during the pandemic was I had gotten really good at the whole meditating thing. but it was causing me to slow down my mental processing all the time and you know too much of a good thing is still a bad thing and so when we're looking at projecting and and wanting to do more and be more than we ever have been before we have to look at how are we processing You know, even with computers, sometimes if you want your computer to do more, you have to clean out old files. You've got to um, go and possibly reboot it and not have all of those lingering uh, cached files in there. You know, do just a general cleaning. And so when we think about vision for life, mental processes and evaluating them is part of this. Because what you want to do is you want to ultimately be able to think more, better, faster and higher. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not bashing uh, meditation because meditation works. It has great value. It helps us to de-stress. It helps us to uh, encourage more um, uh, hormonal uh, balances within. But too much of it will cause us to slow down our mental processes in times when we're not meditating. And like I, I said, referring back to Hegel, Hegel showed us in his theory that low processing of the mental keeps you in what is called being just 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 being here. The mid process is where we get the living and that's where you start to move from just singularly focusing on one thing in the lower consciousness, which he called animalistic, to being able to get uh the mental processes flowing and going. Remember we talked about that yesterday and we talked about how that's where he called it conceptual reality. And with that conceptual reality, that means that we're able to form thought and ideas and plans and uh, be able to raise our ability to make these thoughts and ideas become real. And so that was the life part, the living part. And then The highest part uh, where vision lives, by the way, Uh, for lack of a better term, it came down to mind and it came down to mathematical frequency. Now, mathematical frequency does not mean that you're uh, going to become a math genius. Instead, it means that your mental processes are so refined and free to move quickly that you tend to start to work with the flow of all. You are able to have expansion packs, if you will, uh, come. Uh, have you ever seen people who they get an idea and then before you know it, they've expanded it and and done this phenomenal thing. And you're like, how did you get that from this one little seed? It's because they're operating on this highest consciousness. Um, when I talked about it before, the best way I can uh, summit is if you have ever worked uh, Watch the Matrix movies and thinking of the main character, Neo, and how when he finally got that he was the one, he was able to uh, become one with all of his existence and do what what, what he wanted to. And so that's what they're talking about when they talk about that. And so when you attempt to change your life, you are attempting to operate on this highest frequency. And one of the ways is to employ vision. And so in order to employ vision, because remember, this is about us being more successful at doing this. We have to start with the first um, layer, and that is upping our ability to mentally process. Now, there are some areas in this mental processing that if nothing else, you, uh, you uh, focus on these, you will Uh, increase your ability to process more, think better, faster, higher, and the like. And the first one I want to talk about is mental atrophy. Mental atrophy. Now, I've talked a little bit about mental mental atrophy before, and I'm going to say it again. And the reason why I'm going to say it is because, in my conversations with wonderful souls, and you guys, I'm a side note here. Uh, during the pandemic, I learned some things about myself and those in my circle, and I'm just so thankful because I'm. I'm I'm loved. I am uh, appreciated. I'm seen. It's a good. It's a good time to be me, <laughs> and hopefully, it's a good time to be you. So, shout out to all my my tribe, my my peoples, my loves, and all of that. I appreciate you guys. Okay. So, anyway, met, with mental atrophy, what it is is you will find that either you're in a rut, or unconsciously you um, you shy away from or you shun. Anything that causes you to have to use neural pathways that aren't familiar. And I'm not talking about large stuff. I'm talking about just being able to read something longer than an article. Being able to go and do enough gathering of information to consider multiple viewpoints on a point. Uh, When is the last time you found yourself challenging yourself? To think outside of the normal um, way you think, and if you can't really answer that, I'm going to tell you: don't, 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 don't traipse. You need to jog. You need to run, and work on breaking out of that mental atrophy. Now, mental atrophy has nothing to do with the amount of knowledge you know, nor does it have anything to do with your IQ or your ability to learn. It really has to do with the use of how you mentally process. That's why we're talking about these mental processes. So you need to challenge yourself, okay? So moving on, I can't stay on that one long because I've got a lot more to cover. All right, the next thing is, is when you're trying to speed up your mental processes, start making a list of your beliefs because what you're gonna do to create a good new vision is you're going to need to override all beliefs that you have. Yes, I said it, it might sound sacrilegious, but it's the truth. Beliefs are things that work in the moment for where you are. Beliefs are never meant to be stagnant. They are meant to always be expanding and growing. Override them to think and believe more and better and higher. Most of the time you have people that they're really good at uh, mental um, acrobatics, but their belief systems are are those little uh, foxes that spoil the vine. So going through and looking at what do I believe? Is that still true? Does that still work for me? Or should I, uh, have I grown to where I can believe more of it? Look at your beliefs and override them, update them, uh, do away with them, whatever you need to, but do that. And then the next part under the mental processing that will help you is to identify your fear areas. Now, there are many fears that I could list, but for sake of time, I'm going to put one out there that you might not realize uh, has a huge impact on how you navigate and how you process and think. So fear of open spaces, fear of open areas, fear of no boundaries. Mm hmm. When you're trying to create a new vision for your life, you've got to be willing to go into the open space where there are no guardrails. And believe it, if you want or not, but it's still the truth. Many of us are afraid of a life unbound. Think of it this way. If when you think of this, you can like, that means that there's that's that area you need to identify and um come to grips with think of if there was a suspended glass bridge high up in the mountains with no guardrails and you needed to cross it to get to the other mountain if there is a little bit of fear and thinking about that that is what we're talking about and now let's face it we we are made this way because uh there's a high probability that if a good wind came it could blow you off the bridge so I totally get that but I also want you to understand, too, that when you're looking at vision, there are no boundaries. And a, and a lot of times we're afraid of what we can become because there are none. So and when you identify these areas, especially if you have the air, uh, the fear of open areas, guess what? You can establish your own new boundaries. You can put parameters on how far you're willing to let this go. Maybe you say, "Okay, I'm going to go over this glass bridge, but I'm going to have a um, a guardrail on my right side that I can hold on to, and a balancing stick." And you can do that, but you still can be able to go across that bridge to build a new vision. All right, so good. So next, now this is the fun part. I'm actually doing this right now. And that's why I wanted to go on and share it with you guys. I do it, well, I don't do it every year. Uh, It's been a few years since I did it. And I was like, oh, it's time to do it again. And that is to speed up time. Speed up time. Yes, M- Michelle, it's not crazy. I am still your practical priestess of wisdom giving you practical stuff. This is no uh, magical um, what's he who's going on. There's this book called uh, The 12 Week Year, and it's got co-authors uh, Brian P. Morin and Michael Lennington and um, I'll drop a, a link in the description. And they talk about uh, a lot of the stuff that includes vision and planning and all of that. But if you notice, I'm not trying to get you to plan your life because that's that's too confining. But what I do want you to understand is that they talk about three very important areas that I wanted to highlight. So They talk about discomfort, commitment and accountability. And I'm going to go through those. But before I go through those, let me give you the basic tenet of uh, a 12 week year. So you take 12 weeks. And the reason why you take the 12 is because you stand a greater chance of achieving what you want in a shorter amount of time, the longer you give yourself to create a goal you incur more unexpected things that you couldn't plan for so if you can shrink it down to the a smallest unit possible but still achieve something you're going to have a greater success at achieving it thus the 12-week year now I'll be honest with you when I do my 12-week year uh a lot of times it's not twelve for me. It's more like fourteen and two days, because I don't know what it is, but I like a hundred days. <clears throat> if you're doing thirteen weeks, which would be, uh, perfectly four uh parts of the year, because we got you know fifty-two weeks, and thirteen times four is fifty-two. That would be ninety-one days, and I have found that I stick more to that where, uh, after the thirteenth week, I use the last week the 14th week, if you will, to shore up everything that I'm doing and um, complete it, get it ready to launch. And I'll be honest, I, I have to have a break. After I do one 12-week session, I have to have a break. I can't go back to back. It takes a lot out of me. It really does because the amount of focus required and commitment is no joke, especially if you're in it to win it. But what they do, and I like that they say it like this, um, you consider one day a week, And one week a month. So when you're planning, don't get crazy, but, you know, try to plan. What would you naturally get done in a week? And if you can take the highlights of what you would get done or the things that have the highest priority, we'll talk a little bit about that, and um, pick those things, that's what you should be scheduling to do in your day. And you guys, I'm telling you, it works. So now let's quickly talk about discomfort, commitment, and accountability as takeaways from speeding up time. So with discomfort, the first thing when you're creating your new vision for success, you must, this is not a should or a suggestion, this is a must, you must deal with the idea of discomfort. You must anticipate it and accept it. You must understand that there is a natural process everyone goes through when you start something new. You're going to have that initial high because it's going to be new. And then it's going to be like, oh, do I have to do this? And then it's going to be, oh, I'm still doing this and I see no, no, uh, Uh, progress. And then it's going to be like, okay, I'm doing this because I said I would do this and on and on and on. But you must anticipate the discomfort that you're going to go through. Too many times people do the same thing over and over again and tend to forget that Everything you choose to do is going to have a certain amount of pain and discomfort associated with it. Whether you're trying to lose weight, uh, change your uh, income, start a business, birth a baby, uh, start a family, whatever it is, there's going to be some discomfort. I. Ugh, I'm not gonna, you know, go down the frustration lane of reminding people when they say, Oh, I'm gonna get me a new boo, new year, new boo, you know, meaning they, they want to um uh, you know date. And then the newness wears off and they're like, Meh. I'm like, don't ghost, stick with it, because this is what you say, <laughs> you know, um, work through it and and truly don't make that decision to to ghost someone until you've worked through your discomfort. But that's another. That's another podcast for another time. All right. So the next one after discomfort is commitment. Now, this is the thing that has helped me. And that is the commitment that we make is to ourselves first. Too many times we do it the other way where we commit to others and not to ourselves. We esteem others uh uh, thoughts and uh, feelings about us more than ourselves. And this is not in my notes, but I'm, I'm going to just say it. There is this um, concept in this book by um, Gretchen Rubin called The Four Tendencies. And she talks about the, how the majority of people are what she would call obligers. They have a tendency to oblige. And that means that they are the ones who, they can do it if there's a group expecting them to do it. But if it's just them, they can't. And that's one of the things that you have to get over if you're going to create a new life vision and get it. If you're going to be able to speed up time, you must commit to yourself because when you do that, it's gonna build your character, it's gonna build your self-esteem and confidence and you're going to have a higher probability of success. All right, so then let's talk about accountability. I know I'm giving y'all a lot today, but that's okay. That's how we do. You can handle it. I know you can because that's the wisdom. Wisdom has a way of expanding our ability to take in and process, okay? I have that faith in you. All right, so the next one under the speeding up of time, remember we're working with discomfort, commitment, and accountability. So let's talk about accountability. So with accountability, that is when you get yourself to accept ownership of your new life. Remember when we talked back about the mental processes in the last one, identifying fear areas where that open fear of areas, no boundaries, no boundaries. That accountability that you use to speed up time helps you to deal with being in a whole new space where nothing is familiar and it looks like you could fall off the side of a cliff uh, with the next step. When you become accountable to yourself and to what you've said you're going to do, it tends to keep you on a path that's, it might be narrow, but it is the surest way to get you to where you want to be. So stay accountable to yourself. Yes, you can stay accountable to others, but when you're accountable to yourself, you're doing it because you are uh, doing it for yourself. And you can't lie to yourself, all right? All right. So we've covered so far uh, under how to create your new life, we've we've covered mental processes and how to speed up time. So the third part of this, remember I said we're gonna tackle three. It's clarity. Now, with clarity, of course, we want to get certain and clear, concise. We want to be able to measure, you know, all the stuff that you, you know from um, any uh, planning um, system worth its salt. But let's go a little further than that. And the first thing that I want to impress on you is prioritization. I want you to give yourself a pass. You can't do it all. So when you're creating this new vision, don't throw in the kitchen sink. Pick at best three things or three areas that you'd like to work on. If you can, I'd like for you to just pick one. And once you succeed at that one, then you can add some more. But I know you're not gonna do that because we want it all and we want it now. (laughs) So prioritize because you can't do it all. When you prioritize, you get really clear on what it is you can and want and what it is you don't want or don't need. And it helps you to understand the time it's going to take to do it, all right? All right, so going back to speeding up time, I like the 12-week system. Because like I said, it's manageable. It's three months, but if you do it, you can have accomplished something equivalent to a year. Okay? And therefore, your priorities are going to have to fit within that 12 weeks, which gives you more wisdom on what you can realistically do and not do. All right? So then the next thing under clarity is understand your high performance time. Everybody is created individually and unique uniquely. And so you will have to figure out if you don't already know when you tend to have more energy and more desire or focus to get things done. Some people are morning people. Some people come alive during the middle of the day and some people at night. And let me tell you something, just because you might have been a morning person, especially after this pandemic. And I'm saying it by faith because I I know you might be saying, oh, Michelle, we're still in it, but still, (laughs) You might have changed, so do a check-in because trust me, you have changed whether you realize it or not. So check in, do a little test to see when is your high performance time and then give yourself the best probability for success by doing these things at that time, all right? And then this next one, is called truthiness. I got that from Stephen Colbert uh, when he used, the show that he has, before now. Uh, and he he made this word up called truthiness, where he would, he would talk about how truthy something was, uh, how much truth it had into it. And so with clarity, that is one of the biggest things that I find when I'm getting muddled down, when I'm losing the vision and the focus, when I'm veering too far away from what I want and what I said I was going to do. Usually, I have started to allow a little bit of a lie to seep in. Now, when I say a lie to seep in, I'm talking about, and I had someone laughing when I was talking to them about this the other day. I, I, I mentioned how I was like, I don't know why that in my today, I am a normal everyday person who needs as much grace as possible, but my future self. Oh, she is always a superhuman who is able to uh, lift buildings, uh, jump buildings in a single bound. And I continuously find that I have to stop doing that. I have to stop thinking that, oh, my future self, she is phenomenally, spectacularly more than I have ever been. And I have to dial that back down. And so when I'm talking about that truthiness, that's what I'm talking about. Asking yourself, what have you lied to yourself about in the past? And what are the things that you tend to be overly optimistic about of what you can and can't do? Be honest with yourself because what you'll need to do is you'll need to identify them and you'll need to stop doing them. Yes. Now I am not saying that my future self will not be a superhero. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that the truthiness of that is it's not up there. And so what, I have learned is when I dial it back down, stop lying to myself, I get real clear on what I can do because I work with today's self, the normal Michelle today. What is normal Michelle today capable of when she pushes herself? Not when she's just chilling. No, when she puts some effort into this. And that's what I use to build on what Michelle in the future will be. See, when you're dealing with vision, it is wonderful to have these lofty goals, but it is detrimental to your psyche when you continuously fail at achieving them because something within you starts to disbelieve your own self. And we never, ever, 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 ever want that to happen because we want to continuously build such a a strength of our word. That when we say something, the mountains shake and bow to our will. And that is why we go through getting real clear on what it is. So now looking at my time, that's almost gone. Thank you if you've made it to this point. I'm going to do a quick recap of what we talked about just so it makes sense. Okay. So when you want to create your new life vision, and when I say a new life vision, I'm talking about who you want to be in the near future. and when we want to be able to have the highest propensity for success, wisdom says that you want to start with a foundation. And that foundation is found in your mental processes. And that mental processing means that whatever you're doing right now, you need to up it. You need to get more effective and efficient in how you mentally process and think. That's why we talked about the different levels of consciousness, okay? And if you find that you're, you, you've slowed your mental consciousness na- down where you can't handle too much, work on uh, cleaning out all those areas, that would cause your processing system to slow down, like mental atrophy. Challenge, Start challenging yourself to read uh, more. Start challenging yourself to focus on things that are not purely for educational entertainment or just straight up entertainment. Look at the diet of how much you consume in a given day uh, just for the purpose of entertainment. Look at your beliefs. What beliefs need to expand, update, or be annihilated. Clean out that stuff. It's like clean out the cash and then identify those fears of open areas. So then when we talked about speeding up time, we talked about the book, The 12-Week Year. And with that book, we talked about how you can look at these three areas to help you. And those would be discomfort, commitment, and accountability. And so with a discomfort, commitment, and accountability, we talked about how with each one of them, you're going to need to be involved in your situation. So with discomfort, anticipate it and deal with it. Commitment, make the commitment to yourself. Yeah, you can make it to other people, but make sure you make it to yourself. And then with accountability, make sure that you accept ownership of what this new vision is, because that is going to be how you stick to it. All right. And then clarity. Oh, yes. Clarity. We talked about how to prioritize because you can't do everything. Don't throw the kitchen sink in there and weigh yourself down. And then look at when you tend to have the highest performance and stick to it there. Set yourself up for success by looking at those times of day. And then one of my favorite ones, because I'm telling on myself, is the truthiness of it. You know, are you being overly optimistic or like me, just downright lying about what it is you can achieve in your future? If your future self is not a true, realistic, attainable uh, person of who you are today, stop lying and do what you need to. So guess what, y'all? My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Thank you all so much for um, listening, sharing. Don't forget to check the show notes and thank you for the support. And I'll see you soon. Love you. Bye.